Welcome back to another episode of Write With Influence, and today I'm going to give you some prompts to help you come up with attention-grabbing ideas. So these are ideas that you can use in adverts, subject lines of emails, headlines, any marketing where you want to come up with a quick and simple pain point that will help cut through the noise. Now, this exercise may only take you 20 minutes of brain power, but I think it's worthwhile. And the reason for that is that it really makes you put yourself in your customer's shoes. So if you remember, we looked at something called the customer monologue. That was last time in episode 43. And the customer monologue was a technique to imagine life as your customer. Well, now I'm gonna give you some specific prompts to help you come up with even more ideas about what it's like to be your customer living with the problem that you fortunately solve. It's called the wish technique because there are four main prompts that just happen to spell out the word wish. Wasn't that convenient and easy to remember? One reason why I think it's really important to do this type of brainstorming work is because copywriting is nothing new anymore. There are a ton of resources and quick tips and headline templates out there, but there's also still a heck of a lot of bad copywriting. And I think this is because people see a phrase or a term that's popular, such as putting the word secret or hack into a headline, you know, or finally you can. And they think that that's all that they need to get people's attention is those kind of copywriting salesy type words. But the problem is if you're not talking about something specific to your audience, no amount of clever copywriting phrase is gonna get their attention. Now we looked at this in more detail in episode 33 about how marketers cannot live by copywriting phrases alone. So if you haven't heard that one, I recommend going back and it only, like all these other episodes, it'll be about 15, 20 minutes. So today I'm gonna give you a list of things to think about to help you come up with ideas about how the problem that you solve shows up in your customer's life. This is all about identifying symptoms. You may have heard me talk about symptoms before and I tend to talk about them because I think they're really important and I think that there are a lot of marketers that don't use them. Um, I've been in some very expensive sales message creation meetings where the client still wants to talk about their customer's problem in very vague terms. So when you're asking them, hey, what's going on in your customer's world? What are they struggling with? You might get responses uh, that, are, that are quite generic, such as, oh, they're not being efficient or they're not getting the results that they want. This is fine as a starting point to have a conversation around what these problems look like, but these are not symptoms. And these are not something that you would want to include in your copy because they're too generic, they're too vague. So what are symptoms? Symptoms are the day-to-day frustrations and annoyances that occur in your customer's life due to the overall problem that you solve. It's pretty much the same as if you go to the doctor feeling under the weather. The first thing your doctor is going to do is ask about the symptoms. Have you got a runny nose? Uh, yep. Have you got aches in the bones, fever, etc., etc.? Well, it sounds like you have the flu or whatever it may be. And then they move into the solution by saying, here's what you need to solve that. If you think about it, when you go to your doctor, they are really selling you on their idea of a solution, which is exactly what you want to do with your customer. And the way they sell you on that idea is by showing you have a problem. The way they show you you have a problem is getting you to acknowledge your symptoms. It's exactly the same in copywriting and it can be really powerful to do. 
But not a lot of businesses use symptoms in their copy and instead may only talk about the main problem and then dive straight into the solution. So let's go back to the doctor analogy just quickly. You walk into your doctor's office, he takes one look at you and says, you've got the flu, take this. Now, you might trust him. You might think that just by looking at you, his powers of perception means he knows exactly what's wrong with you. But more likely and realistically, you're not going to be as confident in that doctor as you were with a doctor who takes the time to to prove that um, they know what you're going through. And this is what you want to do in your copy. You're going to build that trust, showcase your expertise by using symptoms. So just as in the doctor's office, you're going to describe experiences that your customer can recognize. And symptoms are usually pretty specific. So let's look at a marketing example. A common um, kind of piece of copy that you might see for a business might say, hey, is social media not working for your business? You need a social media solution, software, strategy, whatever it is. And at first glance, we might look at that and say, yeah, okay, that copy kind of identifies a problem, offers up a solution. But we want to go a little bit deeper and a little bit more specific. And this really does, as they say, sort the wheat from the chaff when it comes to copywriting. Because we want to write something that's really vivid and evocative to our customer. So I would push with this example and say, well, tell me what does social media not working for the business What does that look like for our customer? And then describe that by pinning down some more specific scenarios. For example, are you spending a lot of money on Facebook but not seeing any sales? Um, Are you struggling to track which sales are coming from which content or which social media platform? Uh, Are you spending too much time updating individual accounts with the same content? The key with symptoms is to get your customer nodding along with you and saying, that sounds like me. Yes, I can relate. And what this does is when you write copy like this is it positions you as a trusted advisor. It gets prospects attention because you're talking about something very specific to them. And because you show empathy and understanding of that problem, it builds trust and confidence in you and your business. So taking the time to pin down these various symptoms in your customer's life really can transform your copy. And it's so simple to do. It's just that most people really don't take the time to identify, jot down, and keep their customer's symptoms nearby when they write. The result of that is that when someone sits down to write their marketing content, it's very easy for them to slip into general terms that, you know, make marketing content that just sounds like everyone else out there. So, I want you to grab a pen and paper and I'm going to list a bunch of scenarios and I want you to ask yourself, one, does the problem show up in this area of your customer's life? And then two, if it does, what does it look like? So here we go. The WISH technique and WISH stands for work, internal, social and home. I think it's a really neat way to get to know your customer just a little bit more on a personal level. You know, a little bit like those icebreakers that people do in workshops that everyone loves to do. Don't we all just love an icebreaker? Welcome to this creative writing week. We're going to be sharing a lot of work together and that can make you feel vulnerable. So I'd like to start with an icebreaker. Don't worry, nothing difficult. Just 
why don't we start by telling the group something that surprised you today? In fact, I'll go first. I'll show you how easy it is. Um, This morning, I took a little walk around the garden and saw a plant that I was pretty sure I'd managed to kill. I'm not green-fingered, confession. Um, And actually, it was doing really, really well. And so that was just a lovely surprise this morning. Who wants to go next? Liz? Ah, that was a nice story. Well, I came down to breakfast this morning and fixed my coffee and some toast. Sourdough, because I'm having some tummy problems. And just as I was buttering my toast, my husband surprised me with the news that he's leaving me. Oh, hey, that was a surprise. I was not expecting that. I mean, we've been having problems. We, we haven't been close recently. We've not been intimate. Um, well, that wasn't the only surprise. I did just ask for one. I mean, you'd be going above and beyond if he gives another, Liz. I've got a fungal toenail infection that I just spotted this morning. And I don't know where that's from because we sleep in separate rooms and I don't go to the swimming baths or the gym. So where do you think that's come from? Don't know. Those are my surprises and I'm really looking forward to this week and writing about both of those things in great detail. So yes, let's use these prompts to get to know your customer. First of all, W in the wish, I want you to dive into your customer's work life. Now, even if your customer's problem isn't directly associated with the work, generally speaking, our jobs take up such a large chunk of our day that even personal issues can bleed into our professional environments. So think about your customer going through their daily work routine. How might the problem affect them? And to break it down further, I'll give you a couple of, couple of other subpoints to think about. The first is the people that they work with. Now, unless you're like me and a bit of a hermit who can go for days without speaking directly to another person with their work, um, your customer is very likely to have dealings with people as, as part of the work that they do. Now, it could be suppliers, it could be colleagues, superiors, or even their own employees. Dealing with people in work can be a good place to start looking for symptoms. So for example, if there is a problem that is causing them stress, is that affecting their relationships? Are they as relaxed or as confident as they used to be when dealing with people? Or is the problem straining the relationships of the people that they work with? And maybe it doesn't, as I mentioned, not all of these areas will manifest uh, symptoms from the problem that you solve but they are there for prompts. So think about, does the problem that you solve affect the relationship of the people that your customer works with? If so, write that down. The other work area that is um, useful to think about um, in terms of symptoms is performance. So does the problem that you solve encroach on your customer's ability to do the job at hand? For example, the time it takes to complete a task. Are they working as efficiently as possible or are they distracted by the problem? Are they held back by the problem? Um, Are they they doing their job as well as they could? You know, are they giving customer satisfaction or are they performing at a level that their superiors and their bosses expect? Now, the problem that you solve might not show up in your customer's work life or it might be smack bang in the middle of exactly what it is that you do. But the point is to put yourself in your customer's shoes, look around, walk with them in work and see if you can spot symptoms that your product solves that you can eliminate. 
The next thing that I want you to think about is the I in wish, which is internal. How is your customer affected internally? How is the problem affecting them on the inside? Now, this might be in the form of how they feel and their emotions, but also something that I find useful is to think about the things that they're telling themselves about their problem. Let's look at feelings first. And sometimes I find a a nice way to approach this is to imagine your customer, think about what they're feeling and then try to pinpoint what or what number of reasons could be causing that feeling. So let's say you help startups and you work with, um, you know, individuals that want to start their own businesses. And you may have a lot of customers that initially are fearful or afraid of starting their own business. They want to do it, they're passionate about it, but there's some fear that they need to overcome. So that fear is definitely something that you would want to explore in your copy, but also the reasons behind that fear. What is making them afraid? Is it because they're worried that they'll fail? Is it because they're worried that they're not smart enough, bright enough, their idea isn't gonna work, they're gonna let people down? All of these are great reasons to include in your copy. And again, it links back to this idea of showing that you really understand where your customer is and what they're going through. And when you can demonstrate that, you elevate your position because you're you're seen as someone who, you're not just pushing something, you are providing a solution to their specific problem, which you can demonstrate that you understand. Now, from there, It can also be helpful to imagine what your customer may be telling themselves because of the problem in their life. This is a little bit similar to the customer monologue that we looked at in the previous episode, but we're not limited to the three prompts that we learned in that episode, which was, uh, I'm sick and tired of, I wish I could, but I don't know how. Instead, we, we can be a bit more free and explore other things that they might be telling themselves. Um, so for example, you know, are they telling themselves, I'll never do this? Or are they thinking, gosh, if someone could just show me the way, or, you know, why do things feel so hard? Or is it my fault that I've got this problem? Is it something I did? Am I to blame? How come other people find this easier than I do? I mean, we've all probably gone through these same kind of questions when we're, we're, struggling with our own problems. You know, it's very easy for us to ruminate on, you know, why did this happen? And what's wrong with me? And will I ever see the light at the end of the tunnel? And these kind of phrases, if you can think about what your customer might be thinking, are great sources of copy ideas. Because if you can just include a very short evocative symptom phrase on something like a Facebook ad, that could get the attention as they're scrolling through because you're speaking to their very specific problem. How do I do this? Is it only me? Is it my fault? There really is a lot of power if you can pin down a phrase that your customer is thinking that relates to a pain that they're feeling. The next area in your customer's life to consider is social. This is the S in wish. So how does the problem create symptoms in their leisure time? Does it affect them when they're enjoying a pastime or a hobby or when spending time with friends? Does it affect their weekends or their holidays? Think about when they want to relax, when they want to do the things that they are enjoying. Is, um, is it cropping up? Is the problem showing up and interrupting and affecting or polluting that leisurely time? Finally, I want you to think about their home life. So 
we tend to, to split our lives pretty evenly between work life and home life. So it's no surprise that these are two key areas where symptoms tend to show up if there is a problem and they get noticed by your customer. So think about how the problem shows up in your customer's home life. How do they feel when they arrive home? Are they worried? Are they stressed? Are they burnt out? How do they interact with their family? Are there concerns about whether they can support them? Um, Are they able to give their spouse and their children their full attention? What's the atmosphere like at home? Is it lively? Is it filled with fun? Or is there tension in the air? Um, How does it affect the activities in the home, both chores and leisure activities? Now, as I say, these four prompts, the problem may not show up in all of them, may only show up in a couple, but what it does is it just gives you a starting point to create ideas around where you might find good symptoms that you can describe and use in your copywriting. So just to recap, I want you to think about WISH, and WISH stands for work. How does the problem affect them at work? Particularly, how does it affect the relationships of the people that they work with and their performance? Internal, how do they feel about the problem, but also how do they talk to themselves about the problem? S is for social. Do symptoms show up and affect, possibly spoil their leisure time? And finally, home. Does the problem also invade their home or family life? That's all for this week. I am wishing you a stunning week ahead. I want good things to happen to you. Nay, I want great things to happen to you this week. Now, if you are interested in the wish technique, I go into it with some more examples and in much more detail in the full Write With Influence copywriting course. And the full course is is just a great course for pinning down the fundamental skills for writing persuasive copy. You can check it all out, read about the course, read about reviews over at writewithinfluence.com. And I do love the wish technique and I love writing and coming up with symptoms because they remind our customers that they are in a place of pain. Talking about symptoms can really help agitate that pain, which as we all know, good copywriting does. Agitating the pain to prime them to want the solution. What seems to be the problem? Avocado hand. Tried to remove the stone with a knife and it slipped. The nurse said it could do with some stitches. Let's have a look. How does that feel? Ow! You just jabbed your finger in there. Did it hurt? Of course it bloody hurt. Alright, um, what if I jab this pencil in there? What? What are you doing? I'm in agony! called agitating the pain. See, I can fix this problem for you and make the pain go away, but I mean, I really want you to value it. So I'm just going to remind you how painful the problem is. Ah, please stop. Stop it. Would you pay me 20 pounds? I thought this was on the NHS. Ow. Yes, please stop. Just, just fix it. Just fix it. Here you go. Thank you. Okay. Sorry about the delay. Um, gotta go. Who was that? The doctor? Never seen him before in my life. 